0: So before we begin today, I'd like to apologize because I've been gone for about three or four days. And that's because I had some birthday parties in the mix. That's kiddies, birthday parties um, for clients. Even though I'm a wedding photographer, I still do take other stuff, you know, NGO work, birthdays, um, other kinds of events. I don't do funerals. We, um, we tried pitching for one before, but for my brother and I at the time my brother was my partner uh, what he was handling the videos while I did the photography and then we were based in Lagos so we had to pitch for a wedding then and it turned out to be a really awkward experience and so that's sorry not wedding um, funeral and so that's something we have uh, stayed away from so even though um, I'm a wedding photographer and primarily uh, people who listen to this I assume wedding um, event people Um, I hope you're still open to other sources of income Because from time to time they come in handy Like the birthday parties that I just did um, recently Uh, Yeah, So like I mentioned, the kids are also at home So if you hear any noise in the background Um, Those are the boys playing in the living room While I'm trying to find a quiet place to make this uh, recording Because that time has come And um, the midterms are upon us but have no fear. They're going to be back in school soon in a couple of days, maybe another four or five days. And we should be able to get back to our regular schedule for recording these podcasts. So, at the last episode, I think we were, we, we had just um, headed into um, traditional sales etiquette, you know, what old school sales trainers and what old school sales philosophy has to say about being um, professional. And we looked at, Um, Two criteria, I can't remember off the top of my head But I think they had to do with uh, listening Yes, okay, yes, I I think so Uh, Yeah, we dealt with two One of them was that you should determine your client's needs uh, Before going into any um, solutions Uh, And then you also have to listen attentively So yeah, you could say they were centered around listening So in order to be thought of as a sales professional, as a good professional You have to be one who listens So you don't just show up and say, okay, this is how we're going to handle your wedding And then you start saying what your magical plans are for uh, the wedding photography of the day Or wedding planning for the day So rather you show up ask a couple of questions listen figure out what their vision is find out what they're heading towards and then you can make your presentation as a photographer to say okay this is how i'm going to bring my wonderful um, skills and this is how we're going to apply it for the day to make sure that you have this um that your magical vision for the wedding pulls through and then the same thing as a wedding planner you listen and you say okay i've heard and um so if i understand you correctly we want to achieve A, B, C, and D and in my own professional opinion, I think we should do three, four, five and six in order to uh bring everything to that uh magical wedding that you have in mind. So now I'm going to look at uh two more um criteria about what old school salespeople would say about how to be professional. So remember that these um, standards that I'm talking about now, standards and best practices I'm talking about are things that basically anyone who regards himself as a sales professional, whether in 2021, which is the year of recording of this podcast, or you go back to the 1920s and 1930s, when books started being written about this um, subject, you'll find that these are core things that we can um, agree to. So the final uh points that i would like to look at are clarifying expectations and then i also want to put in a word about um post-event follow-up because i've noticed in um, abuja that people have um, uh, the follow-up game when it comes to closing the uh closing the transaction people have difficulties with that and uh it is even more lacking when you talk about the the post-event follow-up So, basically, the typical vendor in Abuja pretty much collects the money, delivers the job, and then says um, bye-bye. And then you start running off looking for uh, more people to sell to. In fact, that is one perennial uh, conversation that I'm always having with my video guy, Shagun. You know, Shagun is of the opinion that, you know, we've done, we've dusted. So, let's be off. We need to look for uh, new bread. We need to look for new clients. And my opinion is that, uh, well, yes, in a sense... We have to look for new bread, but we also have to keep following up with these old folks, you know, reaching out to them, staying in touch, because uh, this is how we're going to get repeat business and what we're going to get referrals. So I'm going to just put in a word about that as well before the uh, podcast, before this recording is over now on clarifying expectations. Um, for old school salespeople, uh, you can't be a professional if you just go through the whole process, you pay attention, but then you leave there without, um, clarifying expectations without feeding back, repeating what it is that you have heard, summarizing and repeating back what it is you've heard so that we're all clear on what the expectations are. So it's not just important for me as a wedding photographer to show up and say, and listen and, um, uh, tease out everything that they want, you know, they want off, um, off-camera lighting, um, portraits done in between uh, the church and the reception. They also want a book, you know, 12 inches by 36. Uh, what else? We're also expecting a certain number of soft copy and blah, 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 things like that. So it's not just enough for me to pay attention at these uh, meetings when I'm meeting with the bride and her, her family members or the groom. It's not just enough for me to listen and make a note of all these things, but I have to put it back to them to be sure that we are all in agreement because it's possible that you might start repeating everything saying, okay, so uh, before I leave and before you guys make the deposit, I want to be sure that we're clear on everything. So wedding date is so, 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 and so, and you want uh, the portrait session to be done in between ABC and DEF. You know, It's possible that at the time that is what you heard and that is what they said, but then when you put it out, They might catch that actually they gave you the wrong bit of information there and say, oh, no, 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 sorry. We didn't mean that the portrait should be done um, at this place or at this point, but rather we should do the portrait at this point as well. And it's really handy because uh, a really handy exercise to do to clarify expectations because at this point now, you know what to scratch out and what to put in and there are going to be no quarrels um, on the day. Because if you do not go through this process of clarifying expectations, what's going to happen is that you will continue based on the notes that you made during your meeting with them on the wedding day. And uh, basically, you'll be expecting one thing uh, and they will have a different sort of expectations. And then they're going to be quarrels at the end of the day, because you will um, say, "Okay, we're done here. We're moving here. And they say, oh, no, we're going to this other place instead. But unfortunately, you might have made arrangements with your second shooters and lighting people about um, setting up at um, another location. And um, these things can end up being nightmares sometimes when we don't clarify expectations um, at the meeting. So for traditional salespeople and for those of us who are in the wedding and the event space, it's something we have to make a habit of doing. We should always clarify expectations at every stage. So we're chatting with them on Instagram We're clarifying expectations. We meet with them in person. We clarify expectations. We have the meeting at the house. We clarify expectations. They pay the deposit. We clarify expectations. It's a day before the wedding. We clarify expectations. After the wedding, you still clarify expectations. um, Remember, I said it's going to be uh, 24 days for you to receive your book and blah, 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 blah. So as a professional salesperson you should always be clarifying expectations. So wedding photographers, wedding planners, video people, um, uh, whatever your niche is within the industry, always clarify your expectations. Now, how do we do this? We do this um in different ways. Obviously if you're having conversations in person and you're making notes, you know, uh you verbally um feedback, you know, that's where you say things like, Oh, okay, if I understand you correctly, what you want is A B C or um, if i heard you correctly the most important things are xyz um you know stuff like that Uh, those are concise and simple statements that when they hear it back they'll be able to say oh no 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 the most important things to us are not xyz but uh, x y and j and then you just uh, amend your notes and then move on so you can verbally feedback you can also use written proposals it's something that i do after a phone conversation when we're done it's not really a written proposal per se, but I send that WhatsApp message um, or text message saying, nah, It was nice chatting with you again." Uh, so to be sure I understand uh, correctly, our next course of action is we're going to do one, two, three, four, five, and it's there in a simple text message. It's something that is going to be one screen, no need for too much scrolling. They can have a look at, and if there's anything that I missed out in our conversations, they're going to be able to say, "Ah, a photographer, it's not like this." So we're not going to, we're not supposed to do one, two, three, four, five, six. We're only supposed to do one, two, three. For now, five, six, seven, eight are going to be done in three weeks' time. So, um, written proposals, uh, written summaries, however it is you want to do it. Some people like to uh, do it through email. The reason why I prefer to uh, do it WhatsApp or SMS is because I like to stay within the mediums that the, or should I say, the media. I like to stay within the mediums or the media that the clients are already in and have the least amount of friction. And so uh, clients already um, SMS and WhatsApp quite freely. These are more uh, personal avenues than email. So getting them to reply to a WhatsApp message, I think, should be a lot easier than getting them to read an email and reply to uh, an email. I also use my invoicing as a process of clarifying expectations. So um, um we've agreed on 300k 400k 600k whatever it is we have agreed on uh i send the invoice um in most cases um except where you know people are already used to working with me like the last birthday that i did was um was a uh, kelly that uh got me um brought me to the whole setup was kelly uh i think that's lily's lily's concept and um I think Lily's concept, that's like the, the the floral arm of the business. And then there's also the wedding planning arm uh, of the business. So they brought me into it. And so uh, now that brings us up to, I think, two or three that we've handled so far. But bottom line is, since we've worked together in the past and uh, she called up, I just said, oh, similar terms. And she said, yes. And since we already ironed out the terms before and we're doing uh, the same terms as the last time, there was no need for the invoicing and the written proposals and all this, you know, per se, because we already ironed it out. Um, previously, and uh, the weeks, the gigs were just a week apart, so there was really um, no need um, per se. Now, if they had been spaced out for maybe let's say six months, we did some work in January, and uh, we're going to do some work again in um, October. Okay, no, October is ten months. Anyway, whatever six months is, is that June or July? Then, of course, I'll go through the whole process again okay the last time we did a b c d are we still doing that are we still doing this and then i would send the invoice again just so that everything would be clear so the invoice is one of the means that i use to clarify expectations so it's there in the invoice you know 400k and for this you're entitled to one two three four five six and you're entitled to x number of uh, portraits and Um, The book is going to be like this and this and this and this and that. I spell everything out in the invoice, but I itemize it just so that uh, people can look at it again in one screen so that there's no uh, scrolling up or down or left and right. I want people to be able to have a glimpse of the terms. Um, You just open it and everything just pops out on your screen. that if there's any confusion uh they can say um oh no uh i thought uh it included this 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 and that and that and it's something that we can um um, address um, immediately before uh, we get to the day so yeah written proposals uh, summaries through sms whatsapp for me i use invoicing to clarify my expectations that's the primary reason for me doing it anyway Although some people prefer contracts, you already know what my point of view on contracts, um, is, uh, for those of you who are listening to this for the first time, uh, well, let me just betray my bias. I'm not a contracting person. I believe that it's all about, um, expectations at this level of the business. You do get to a certain level. Let's say if you're handling, uh. Dangote's daughter's wedding, for instance, and um, hundreds of millions of naira being exchanged where contracts are absolutely essential and you have to spell out things in contracts down to the minutiae. But at the level that a lot of us are right now, you know, you're handling uh, birthday gigs for 100K or you're doing a wedding for 300, 400, um, really there's not much involved in it because let's face it, it's going to be soft copy, prints, photo books, frames. There's not... A whole lot that could go terribly wrong in these situations that require um, that level of um, uh, detail and formality when it comes to uh, setting out expectations using um, contracts. But anyway, those are things that I've already spoken about in previous episodes. So if you are listening for the first time, just uh, scroll back using whatever podcasting uh, app or podcast catcher that you're using uh if you look at the headings you'll see there there will probably be something um contract uh, related i think i did a series of maybe four or five um four or five conversations okay i can't really call them conversations because this is me giving a monologue essentially but anyway bottom line is scroll back keep looking for a contract in the heading of the title of the podcast and you'll get to see what my own opinions on the matter um are So uh, summary, these are the avenues that you have before you that you can use to clarify expectation, including contracts. If you happen to be that person, that kind of person. But for me, at the level of business that a lot of us are doing right now, I really don't think we should bother about that. Anyway, last, I digress. Let's move on. Um, Post event follow up. So like I mentioned, uh, the pre event follow up, uh, people have a problem with. So people don't follow up too well with our brides and our grooms. And if you're doing other stuff like corporate work and things like that, uh, people we don't follow up with the event manager and uh, things of that nature. So, if you can imagine that it's bad before we've collected the money, then I'm sure you guys can imagine that it's even um, a lot worse. After people collect the money, remember the little thing I said in the beginning about my uh, good friend Shagun, my video guy, and our differences on this matter. You know, Shagun is, you know, we're done. Uh, let's call it a day. Uh, let's move on. New daily bread. And my own opinion is, yeah, new daily bread, but let's keep in touch with the old folk. And uh, that's what I do. So you have to have a post-event follow-up process. And this is something that traditional um, salespeople, whether they sell insurance in America or whether they sell, um, gosh, I don't know. Let's say cleaning services in the Antarctic or what. Anyway, Anyway, bottom line is. Um, traditionally speaking, right from the 1920s or 30s up until uh, the modern day, it is expected that if you are a sales professional and a p- true professional at that, that you would have some kind of post-event follow-up. So you sold, you, you have sold your uh, computer, your laptops. Let's say you supplied laptops to people at CBN. So you supply them laptops. It's expected if you're a true professional that you call back later on, three months later, six months, one year. Um, you know, I have no idea. I'll leave that up to you. Say, uh, MD, how far? The 100 computers that we provided to you guys. Share no problem. Hope everything is working well. Oh, it turns out that there were problems with three of them. Uh, how come? Okay, can I send somebody to the office? Let's have a look at them. Um, you know, because in the post-event uh, um, follow-up, if there are any problems and you find out and you're able to resolve them, you are going to be able to build an incredible amount of goodwill. And that is where testimonials and um, referrals um, come from. So after uh, the event, like in this case, you're a CBN person, you sold computers, sorry, not CBN. You're a computer uh, manufacturer, a computer seller. Let's say you sell computers at um, Barnex Plaza and you're able to get this contract to supply CBN people. And after the delivery, you know, hit them, call them up, you know, three months later and say, I'll get MD. How far the computers are still functioning well, Abi? Okay, um, we thank God. Remember your boys. So just the way that we did good business for you, we can do good business for other people, you know, blah, 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 you know, and all the toasting that follows. And if there are any problems, you try and resolve them there so that we can build some um, credibility. Now, for those of us in the event space, um, our own follow-up, the spirit is essentially the same, even though we may go about it in slightly different ways. Now, what I do is I propose a debrief. So after I work with the planner for the first time, I like to show up later on at the office and say, uh, madam, you know, thanks for hooking me up with that gig. Uh, how did everything go? Um, you know, I reached out to the client, but, uh, you know, since I went through, you weren't able to build a relationship, kind of. So I didn't get a sense of what it is that they liked or what it is that they didn't like. And at that stage, it's there you're going to hear um, stuff that, uh, were bothering the clients, but they couldn't tell you like maybe, um, okay, like for me, I like to show up and work pretty much. I'm not very sociable on the event day because I have a job, to do and I don't like being distracted. So it's there, you might find out that, um, maybe for the clients, they found your demeanor on the day off putting, you know, they might tell that to the planner, they might not tell that to you. And so, you know, because you've had the debrief with the planner that you now have a couple of, um, uh, personal things to smooth things over uh, things over with the uh, with the clients um so at this debrief uh, you're going to be able to get uh, gauge the satisfaction of the clients the satisfaction of the planner or whoever the stakeholder is that brought you into the equation and so uh, the logic is the same if you handle the wedding because it is uncle chukuka who brought you in uh, to the whole thing after the wedding you show up to go and greet uncle chukuka with a bottle of wine and you guys sit down and you shoot the breeze and you find out how everything went and you be sure that your game was on point. Um, because, like I said, you do this, you're going to build a lot of credibility with Uncle Chukuka. And the next time one of his nieces or nephews is getting married, he knows he can confidently bring you into the situation and he can uh, swear to his brothers and sisters that, look, this dude, this wedding photographer, this guy is legit, don't worry. That he's the one I brought for this person's wedding, for this person's wedding, and this how everything panned out. So let's trust this guy. Yes, it's five hundred k, but don't worry, this guy is solid. You know, he's good. Um, uh, so yeah, just do the debriefs basically. As close to the center of action as you can get, the better. So if you can do the debriefs with the bride and the groom, you know, super. But if you can't because you got in through a third party then debrief with the third party also try and reach out to the clients sms whatsapp email you know whatever happens to be available at the time because you might be in touch with um there are times that you might get pulled into these things like uh i know a vendor who happened to work on the dangote thing but he came in as a subcontractor to someone who was already subcontracted to. so at that level you're too many stages removed so it's not that you can get to the bride or the groom. So the best you can do is just uh, do your debrief with uh, the person who subcontracted um, um, to you. So the whole point of this process is to be sure that everybody's happy and to find out where there are any sore spots, where there are things that went wrong so that you can remedy them. Um, Nigerians are polite people. So if there's stuff that you did bad, like in my own case, if the family thought I was standoffish, they are not going to tell me. The average Nigerian is too polite for that. So they might tell the planner. And the only way you're going to find out is if you do those um those debriefs. And you now know what the soap spot is that you need to remedy. You now know that you're supposed to reach out to the bride or members of the family and um you know do your male coupas, uh, you know, find ways to build much more personalized relationships. It also gives you uh, intel about what you need to avoid in the future because if you keep hearing the same thing, you finish wedding A, in the debrief, you hear uh, issues A, B, C. Another wedding, you going through the debrief, the same thing. By the time this happens three or four times, surely you should know that you have a serious problem that you need to um, work on. This is not just um, clients or the brides and grooms just being um, picky. There are clearly some issues here that need uh, some resolving. So be sure everybody is satisfied. Find out what the sore spots are. That we can, so we can cure them, and the ultimate goal is to secure testimonials and referrals. The goal is to get those glowing um, SMS messages that people screenshot and put up up there. Although for me, I'm an advocate of um, asking if they're okay with uh, leaving those in a Google referral instead, so they can just copy and paste that in the Google. Um, um, sorry, Google. I think it Google referral. No, Google review. Yeah, a Google rating and the review. So I'm much more of a fan of um, doing that instead. Um, and that's also where we're going to be able to get those testimonials that, okay, uh, Madam Bride and Groom, I'm glad that everything is okay. And you guys were happy uh, on that day. I noticed that you guys were chatting about uh, Kiki and Kemi, that their weddings are coming up next year, 2022. So how far is it possible I can get a hook up? Let me just start the conversation with them. You know, it's at that point you're going to be able to get that um, referral. So that's the reason why post-event follow-ups are absolutely um, essential. And with that, I will bring it to a close. Those are the two final things I want to talk about. About what old-school sales professionals, what they say about how we ought to be all um, professional. And we, wedding event people, should basically do the same thing as well. So we should always clarify expectations when we're speaking to our clients at every stage, at the beginning, the middle, and the end. Uh, We do that through SMS, WhatsApp, written proposals, invoicing, documentation, contracts, whatever it is that catches your fancy. And then we also have to be engaged in the um, post-event follow-up debriefs, whoever brought you into the score. Um, Although if you can get to uh, the main actors, the bride, the groom, the bride's family, the groom's family, if you can do your debriefs there, you know, that's sweet. But whoever it is that brought you in for your own slice of the pie, make sure you do your debriefs with them. The goal is to make sure that everybody's happy and that we're all satisfied. And then, if there are any things that need remedying, we find out from this point, we remedy them as quickly and as humanly possible. And we're doing all of this with the goal of getting testimonials from them and getting repeat business and referrals from them in the future. So with that, we'll wrap it up. We've already gone beyond the 15 minutes that I uh, have promised you guys that I would stick to from now on so uh yeah we'll wrap it up so thank you very much for listening to the sales for the nigerian wedding industry podcast i'm your host abuja based event and wedding photographer tavishima ayede i will catch you guys on future episodes and hopefully we'll try to keep it to under that uh, 15 minute mark so have a wonderful day (laughs)